save big money, and start your spring project with help from Menards. We offer a huge selection of body plants, veggies, and herbs to plant at home and grow yourself. Right now, all four and a half inch Bonnie plants are on sale through May 5th. Head to the Menards Garden Center to get your garden growing and check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Welcome to Heaven's Gate. Previously on Heaven's Gate. Every time you do an action that is a human action, it's wasted. She um, wrote me once a month. The thing of it is, you never think of yourself. Never. In close, please find $50 for your birthday plus $50 for Joey, Robin, and Rosalind. Please be mum about it. All my love, M. That was the last letter I received from her. Testing. This is Doe, 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 Doe. Doe is Marshall Herf Applewhite, as you know by now. Terry, this is Doe. want to talk to you a little bit. I just uh, made a telephone call to the part of the class that... Doe spent years of his life explaining God's plan to his followers and to the camera. I'm a bit embarrassed and a bit uh, uh, awkward about how to uh, explain the fact that uh, I didn't contact you uh, uh, when uh, T... Uh, but this tape is the first time you're hearing Doe when he doesn't want you to hear him. Doe recorded the tape for just one woman, and you can tell it was a struggle. However, I guess in honesty, I uh, was so awkward that I, I might have been chicken and not uh, just taking it into my hands and, and uh, talking to you. When T, Bonnie Lou Nettles, died, Doe was left to run the group by himself, and he had a lot to figure out, starting with how to explain to Bonnie Lou's oldest daughter that he kept her mother's death a secret for almost a year. Uh, I'm still torn, uh, even at this moment, because um, the... Uh, Virtually no one has heard this recording before, except Terry Nettles, and now you. Oh, um, Terry, uh, I would appreciate it if this tape would be between us, okay? But if you listen, you'll find the side of Marshall Applewhite he kept hidden. The doe who was less profit and more lonely, sad, scared human being. And the doe who was about to make the decisions that will lead his followers into tragedy. This is Heaven's Gate, Episode 5, The Tape. I'll tell you who I am. T and Doe, whatever they want to call us. Whether or not you believe is up to you, you, you. We all have to deal with demons. We're trying to teach you how to prepare yourself. 
are members of the next level. The next level. Before Terry Nettles got this recording from Dell, everything she knew about her mother's death came from a surprise visit from two Heaven's Gate members in 1986. I had my night all planned out. I didn't have any homework. I didn't have any studying for tests. I was ready to sit down and watch a little TV and just relax. And I laid down to watch TV and I heard a knock at my door. Two people she didn't know. A man who called himself Dan Sodi and a woman who called herself Liv Odie had found her at a college dorm. They called from downstairs. They said they had important information for her. But when they came up, Terry couldn't figure out what they wanted. And they just kept going on, and I thought, what are they here for? You know, why do I need to listen to this stuff? They made chit-chat about her Yoda poster. They looked up and they said, your mom was a, really liked Yoda and thought Yoda was really wise and all this crazy stuff. And they just kept going on. And I thought, what are they here for? And then out of the blue, they said that my mom started having problems with her eye and she went to the doctor and I was just baffled. I couldn't understand why they were there, what was going on. But I said, are you saying that my mom is dead? And they said yes, which was the last answer I ever expected to hear. And I just felt like somebody ripped my skeleton out of my body. Terry was so shocked and hurt and angry. The rest of the afternoon was a blur. And I remember going to bed that night. And uh, when I woke up the next morning... I mean, I, I finally passed out. I mean, because I, I was just exhaustion. And when I woke up the next morning, my pillow was soaked, my hair was wet, my face was wet. I'd cried all night long. The news stung even more because Terry had spent the previous year trying desperately to reach her mother. Terry's grandmother, Bonnie Lou's mom, had died, and Terry worked for months to get a hold of her mom just to tell her about it. I wanted to contact my mom to let her know so that she wouldn't find out about her mom dying through the newspapers or somebody else. And after a lot of effort, Terry had actually tracked down a phone number Heaven's Gate was using and almost reached her mother. I called and and they asked me why I was calling. And I said that it's not a secret or anything, but it's personal. They said, well, we have to know before we can get your mom. And I just couldn't believe it. I, I, I just, I was sitting there and I'm like, she's in the other room and these people will not let me talk to her. You know, and I said, look, let me, you know, go ask her if she's willing to talk to me. And if she is, great. And if she's not, I'll accept that response. But the problem was my mom had already died, and I didn't know that, but they did, and so that was their secret. And now, here are Liv Odie and Dan Odie, supposedly there to explain why they kept that secret. They told me that they were going to stay in town for a few days to help me get th- over this hump, and I thought, boy, this is going to be a long time, you know. So when Terry woke up the next morning... 
She made herself ready to face these people and their explanations. But she need not have bothered. They'd left. And that made me angry. I mean, you've ripped out every fiber of my being, and, and I'm supposed to think of questions to ask then. I couldn't, and, and I figured we could do it the next day, but they left. But they did leave her a letter. And this is what they said. Terry, since we didn't have a phone number to reach you at, we're just dropping you a line to let you know that we had to leave because of some other tasks that we need to get to. It was chock full of random advice, how to adjust her diet to deal with her arthritis, what supplements to take. Please try to take care of yourself and try to eat right. We know that the symptoms you have are totally a result of your eating habits. You're a strong person and very proud. But nothing helpful about her mom. And Terry wanted to know what happened to her mom. Why didn't she tell Terry she was sick? Why did the group hide her death for so long? And why didn't Doe just give her the news himself? That you have. We're enclosing something to help you out, but we know that the knowledge we left with you is much more significant. With love from your friends, Dan and Liv. They weren't my friends. Um, it was a two hundred. It was two hundred dollars that they left. Terry wondered if she'd ever get the whole truth. She went back to school, tried to focus on her life. But then one day, a cassette came in the mail. It has a label on it that says "To Terry from Doe." Terry, this is Doe. Want to talk to you a little bit? I just. Uh... Um, this tape is 27 minutes long, and compared to the hundreds of hours of instructional tapes that Doe made, this is far more personal. Doe talks about T and talks about himself, and he says he's sending the tape to help Terry through her pain and grief. But when you listen, you start to understand what a crossroad T's death has become for Doe. He sounds like a man on the edge of things that he's never considered before. The suffering has, <clears throat> has been very great for me. All of that after the break. There's a moment you realize you're ready for what's next in your career. Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org work. We're back. Testing. This is Dodo, Dodo, Dodo. Our senior producer, Ann Hepperman, went back to Terry Nettle's home outside Dallas, where she'd welcomed us before. Hi. Say hi, Ashley. I told you I had a surprise for you. Terry's got two cats, 
Aslan and Gracie, but only Aslan stuck around for the interview. The reason Anne went back was simple. Do you mind, can we listen to the tape? This tape from Doe? Okay. The last time Terry heard it was 30 years ago. I don't even remember what's on the tape. I haven't listened to it since I first got it. Terry, this is Doe. Want to talk to you a little bit, see if I can help you a little bit and explain a few things. I tried to call you this morning uh, right after talking to Liv, and, of course, I kept getting that tape. This is Terry's answering service. And I thought about it for a while of what I would want to say, and before the thought slipped out of my mind, I I thought, well, I'm just going to use this chance to put these thoughts on tape and send them to you. It's just dough on the tape. Using a tape recorder he's got on his lap or on a table in front of him. And we're going to play through parts of it with Terry's thoughts and our own. We'll start with his explanation of Bonnie Lou's final days, of which Terry knew almost nothing. Just so that you know, uh, T thought that she had a kink in her back and she went to a psychiatrist, I mean a, a chiropractor, a psychiatrist, she went to a chiropractor for some adjustments and it didn't do any good. And uh, Doe talks about how they wound up getting x-rays and then exploratory surgery. The doctors discovered a malignant tumor on her liver so big it was pushing her diaphragm out of place. Doe explains to Terry that the cancer was so far gone there really wasn't anything to do. I mean, she was um, uh, going so fast that the uh, doctors just said, well, goodness, let's let her spend uh, um, the last little time uh, in her home. And so she went, and that's when some of the classmates helped, uh, plus another nurse uh, helped us care for her. And, uh, but... Uh, she wasn't sedated significantly, and, and uh, she just slept. And just in a matter of days, uh, uh, she was gone. So I, I want you to know that there wasn't any suffering, and there wasn't time to uh, consider uh, other measures. Of, uh, Doe doesn't mention how T had lost an eye to cancer several years before, how everyone in the group could see that tumor on her face and the scars it left. Terry had never heard anything about it. But in the tape, Doe does try to explain why he and T kept her illness secret. And it was certainly no reflection upon uh, her love for you or her family. It was just consistent with uh, that it was that this task and her, her mission for the kingdom of heaven was everything to her and that she felt that Uh, This was the only consistent way to even end uh, her part of the task. Uh, I think if you'll think about that, you can understand it. And certainly don't grieve in thinking that that she didn't want uh, you to know because of lack of love for you or anything, because that certainly wasn't true. It was just that she felt like uh, it was uh, that it was exemplary of her total commitment and devotion to her Heavenly Father and her task. See, that's fine. If that's what he, if that's what he believes, it's fine. And, and um, I don't believe that's true. 
because the Bible doesn't teach that. The Bible teaches that we're to love each other and to be f- there for each other. I don't. I don't buy this. I don't buy the reason why my mom didn't want me to know because my mom kept in touch with me, even though there were there were there were big breaks. I, I think it was as hard for her leaving me as it would have been for me knowing that she was leaving me. I really believe that was it. I don't think it had anything to do with what he said. And if, if he believed that, that's great. I just don't, I don't buy that. You want to continue playing the tape? I'm a bit embarrassed and a bit uh, awkward about how to uh, explain the fact that uh, I didn't contact you uh, when uh, T uh, left her vehicle or died or however you want to look at it. I was so torn between trying to uh, to comply with her wishes and yet uh, my concern about how I knew that her leaving would affect you that uh, I guess in honesty I, I was I was so awkward that I I might have been chicken and not uh, just taken the uh, taking it into my hands and, and uh, talking to you. But we did them as she instructed. She made me promise, uh, and others that were close to her right then, she made us promise not to uh, uh, get in touch with them. And, uh, and she also asked us to take care of the arrangements just the way that, that we did. And uh, we felt like the least we could do was honor her wishes. I feel like there must have been something um, that when she did leave or when she died or when she lost her vehicle, that, that your, your subconscious uh, must have known it. One, no, my subconscious didn't know it. Two, they said they were torn. But I was like, I don't care what you thought. (laughs) I really don't. My mom died, and I should have been there when she was sick to to hold her hand, to tell her I loved her, to whatever I needed to say. You know, whether it was to talk to her about the the Lord or, or, or whatever, that was my right, and they stole that from me. Uh, I wish that I had been more available to um, help you at that time, but I'm not even going to uh, say that it was wrong. It might have been right for them to help you now, as it, as I feel that it's right for me to talk to you now. And um, there are a number of things that I want to mention. Uh, T felt very, very strongly that uh, somewhere down the line uh, our task would end and exactly how that end uh, will take place or when, uh, I don't know. But she also felt very strongly that when our task did come to an end that she wanted for us to offer you the opportunity to have what things... uh, we had at that point and to 
to preserve the teachings that would be in our possession that we would pass on to you and protect them. And I feel as T did that you uh, are worthy of the trust to be offered the opportunity to uh, handle uh, these uh, documents. And I know the time will come when I will feel right and and, uh, or I will get the signal to uh, uh, pass these things over or at least offer them uh, into your hands for safekeeping and for use. You heard what he just said. He wanted me to have this, they wanted me to have the stuff, but I didn't get any of the stuff that he's talking about here. Did you know what he was talking about at the time no. when you heard the cassette? Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, because I knew that they recorded teachings, and I knew that, and I had some flyers that they set out in the early days. So I kind of figured that's what, what he was talking about. I wish they had given me their stuff because I would have burned every bit of it because it's wrong, and I don't want people to die without Jesus and go to hell, you know? In case you haven't picked up on it, by that time in 1986, Terry had already become a born-again Christian. Heaven's Gate followers also believed in Jesus, but not in a way that Terry thought would save their souls. A lot of question comes from so many people. Uh, they say, well, why do you have to be so separate and so secretive in your work? And you, you wouldn't believe what we have had to deal with as far as uh, interferences. And I know what they went through. I mean, I watched it on the news. I know everything that they went through. And my mom told me things that they went through. But he never kept in touch with me. I never heard from him again after this. You know, he made a promise to my mom to keep in touch with me and to make sure I was okay. He never did that. But yet he kept the promise to not tell me about my mom and I had to find out when her mom died. And those are the kind of things that frustrated me. You know, it, it, was, it was very contradictory. And someone told me that, that she did want me to know, but my, I know my mom. My mom knew I would, I would find out eventually. And I don't think my mom would have wanted me to find out that way. You know? There's a lot that Doe doesn't tell Terry about the end of T's life. Like how when T died, confusion swept through the group. What is the mood of the group in general? Shock. We couldn't believe it. This is Frank Lyford again. He and his girlfriend Erica had joined in 1975. So they had been around T for more than a decade. Why were you shocked? It had always been presented to us that T and O would uh, be with us until we graduated and would take us through the graduation process. How was Doe going to get along? Frank and the other followers weren't really given an explanation for why T would leave her body now, or why she would leave Doe to lead them alone. The members had no choice but to accept it as a test of their faith. T's body was cremated. 
Doe, or Herf Applewhite as Terry knew him, Herf presided over a small ceremony to spread her ashes over the water of White Rock Lake, a quiet reservoir north of Dallas that empties into the Trinity River. The site is about 15 minutes from where Terry lives now. Uh, in my prayers, I'm going to uh, uh, pray for your release from this suffering. The suffering is... <clears throat> has been very great for me and uh, uh, I know that you know that I that the two of us have never known such suffering as to lose uh, T even though you haven't been close to her for a long time I think that some of the subconscious suffering that you've gone through might have stimulated some of the deterioration of your own body, and and uh, I'm going to pray that you can be released for that from that suffering, and and that your body can heal and and recover itself, um, or recover its health. Uh, I want you to uh, <clears throat> know that uh, I love you, and I wish I could do more for you. I totally got that he was hurting. It, it hurt me to hear him, his voice start to crack. Not start to crack, it did crack. I mean, to, to hear the emotion in his voice, because I understood it. But at the same time, this was my mother. This was a friend to him, a spiritual partner, or whatever you want to call it. it it's just not the same thing. It's not the same thing, is it? Because your mom is your mom, and that loss is monumental. But Herf Applewhite was now standing alone at the center of the religion he founded with Terry's mother. And he started thinking aloud into this tape, just for Terry's ears, about what that might mean. Terry, I keep thinking of a couple of things that... I had this packed and ready to send, and then I thought of a couple of things I would add. Listeners, you know how the Heaven's Gate story ends. You know how dark it gets. And this tape, we can see that turn coming. Back in a moment. back. And after all the talk of T's death and how it was handled, Doe starts to ruminate on his own future. Let me uh, also say that I think that T uh, left when she did and uh, rejoined her creator when she did because uh, it was right, because uh, it was my time to assume the responsibility even though uh, I didn't, I certainly didn't welcome it because 
it's been very difficult for me to handle the class without a check partner and she was more experienced I feel like that even in the kingdom of heaven she was wiser and older and I looked and leaned upon her so heavily and uh, and now I'm having to look to her in a different way and assume responsibility that is certainly uh, more difficult for me, but I hope that I can rise to the occasion for whatever time there is left for this task. I, I think he's changing because I think he doesn't, he's not really sure where to go to this point. You have to wonder, I mean, for 12 plus years, you guys have been believing in, in something and First, they, they talked about how they were the two and that they were going to be martyred and then rise on the third day. Uh, that was the big news in the early 70s. That didn't happen. Now my mom dies, which is something that nobody expected, right? It, it, it kind of threw a big wrench in, in, in everything that they were doing. And he had to, it, it had to, I think part of his grief a small part of it, but part of it had to do with now what do I do? You know, I mean, yeah, he was, he had, a, he had a strong grief from my mom. I mean, they spent the last 12, 13 years with each other, but he's still got a bunch of people that are relying on him. That's what cults are. Cults are made up of a leader and people that follow. And I really do believe that her just at this point had to come up with, with something else. Terry's right. Now, Sawyer saw it in person. Sawyer is a member you've heard from several times and perhaps the most devoted Heaven's Gate follower still alive. Doe was in a, a type of crisis, if you want to call it a crisis. He was definitely upset. He was definitely feeling alone, feeling uh, he didn't know if he had the stuff to, to carry on with the task. And looking at Heaven's Gate at this moment, it's almost uncharted territory. Now, I've talked about the crisis that went on in the church I grew up in when Herbert W. Armstrong died. Armstrong was the founder, the prophet. In his absence, the world he built collapsed or is splintered into almost a hundred different churches, remnants. But Heaven's Gate had two founders, two prophets. Then you take that lesson and make your vehicle perform according to the lesson. And when T died, Doe, Herf, he still had control of his group if he wanted to keep it. And that feels like a real question because in the tape, Herf sounds like a man under siege. Uh... It's a bit ironic that when, um, when we try to live in a way that is as pure as any way we know to live, we get pounced upon by people that think it's abnormal for uh, people to live without sex and to not be making babies and, and to... Uh, live as we live, even though 
families are proud to have their children in monasteries and uh, living in somewhat the same way, but <laughs> T and I have never even felt that they that their uh, effort toward trying to live in a way to please their Heavenly Father was nearly as close as our effort is and, and this class's effort is. And I, I know that I sound sad in this tape because of what we're talking about, but <clears throat> I don't remain that way. I'm, I'm happy to take the task, even though I, I miss her terribly as you do. And I feel that it is right for me to assume this responsibility now. And I'm sorry that things uh, had to uh, unravel in a way that made it so awkward for you. But I know that you can turn that into a positive, just as I am turning my situation into a positive. And I, and I intend to grow through it. And I send all my love, Terry, to you and, and uh, to uh, Joey friends, and I, I, uh, I'll be thinking of you and wish you my best, and uh, you'll hear from me once in a while. Okay, bye-bye. I, I didn't want him to hurt, but I didn't want to hurt either. I believe he's genuine in the things that he said about caring. But he didn't answer one of my questions. <laughs> he, he he should have called my mom, mom, your mom. He shouldn't have called her T because she wasn't T to me. I get his perspective. I do. But there wasn't anything that he said that was true for me. Nothing. I'm not going to go so far as just... I, I mean, I, I liked her a lot. I really did. He just didn't do any of the things he said he was going to do. He never kept in touch with me. I never heard from anybody again. Like she said, Terry hasn't listened to this tape in 30 years, and she hears it now with a whole different perspective. There are things that Doe says that strike her, that jump out at her, that she would never have noticed back then. If you listen to this, you can almost, this tape, you can almost hear a new beginning starting. This phase is past, and a new phase is beginning. The uh, members of the class that uh, worked so closely with uh, uh, T right there at the end were, were trying, uh, as I was, to comply with her wishes and to do things just the way she wanted them to be done, even though uh, I knew that uh, there might come a time when that might be impossible to explain. That was kind of interesting. There might come a time when it would be impossible to explain. This was 13 years into the group, so he wouldn't have even thought about, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't think he would have even thought about suicide at that point, but that was an interesting statement. 
So I'm, I'm wondering what he meant by that. And there are other moments, small, meaningful moments throughout the tape, like this one again. Uh, T felt very, very strongly that uh, uh, somewhere down the line, uh, our task would end, and exactly how that end uh, will take place or when, uh, I don't know. Doe had not quite talked about the task ending this way before. The vision had always been to prepare the followers to be lifted up to heaven by a UFO when the time came and when they were worthy. At one point, he and T thought they'd be murdered in the streets and then resurrected. None of that happened. And now T had died and had not risen from the dead. If anything, she was now in the next level waiting for them. Doe was trying to figure out how his task on Earth would end. And alongside the tape, a bigger clue, a chilling one, was found around the same time by Heaven's Gate member Sawyer. One time when I was moving Doe's quarters, you know, uh, his bedroom, which I think might have been in the house where T was, where she died. I was I was packing up some of his stuff, and one of the things I packed up was a book from the Hemlock Society. And that book ended up then in our library. We had a little library for, you know, general reading. And I read it, and it talked about all the different ways of killing yourself. So that was many years before that. That was like right after T left. Next time on Heaven's Gate. He was as happy to see me as I was him. It's just like a thousand butterflies took flight, you know, in celebration. It was just a wonderful moment. Was that the last time you saw your son? Yes. I just felt an overpowering love for Erica and reached out and gave her a hug. That was the first time we had touched in years. He said that should the FBI enter the compound, they would see an explosion unlike anything ever seen before. Doe was wondering whether uh, his students would be as committed as those students. Doe saw that as a potential template in how we might, quote, leave. I said that we would uh, drink a barbiturate that would put ourselves to sleep you know, permanently. It was just that simple. I said I had no reservations. Although, in my mind, I was pretty much like two people. Heaven's Gate is produced by Stitcher in collaboration with Pineapple Street Media. Our team includes Ann Hepperman, Barry Finkel, Diane Hodson, Josh Gwynn, Osha Secker, Jess Hackle, Dan Taberski, Peter Clowney, Casey Holford, 
Jenna Weiss-Berman, Max Linsky, and Chris Manon. Special thanks to Ben Zeller. I'm your host, Lem Washington. And listen, this show does deal with some difficult topics, like suicide. It can sometimes be hard for people to talk about suicide or get help if they're in danger, but we want you to know that help is available. There are resources available. People want to help you. One excellent resource is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's free, confidential, and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The number is 1-800-273-8255. That number again, 1-800-273-8255. Or just remember, 1-800-273-TALK. All of these people are wearing bumper stickers that says, E.T., phone home, <laughs> you know, and we can't phone home. Stitcher. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style, and you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.